It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, the Rob Brown Show, talking all things baseball, all things life. And ladies and gentlemen, we got so many ball games taking place this weekend. A lot of fun matchups. A lot of matchups, quite frankly, where the lines are going to be very interesting. Let's start real quick with the Blue Jays versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously, there's going to be no value on any semblance of a money line. I'm willing to bet, though, there's not going to be a lot of value on the run line either. Uh, Alec Manoa on the mound. He's 12-7 and with a 2-6 ERA. I would look to play, likely, a strikeout prop on Alec Manoa because, you know, he's a strikeout monster this season. But also, quite frankly, I'd be looking to play the Jays on an alternate run line. Um, this is a team that I think offensively is just going to put it all over the Pirates this weekend. And quite frankly, I know they got swept by the Angels last week, but this is a team that I think can pounce on the Yankees. The Yankees only up six games in the division right now. Yeah, it was eight last time we talked. It's six now, and part of it is that Yankees are questionable and the wheels are shaky, but part of it is, despite the fact that the Jays have dropped a couple of dumb games, they've had no busy no business dropping, they've also played some pretty good baseball, and it's not a very good Pirates team. So um, I, I'm with you, and I'm talking all the way through series for the Blue Jays. I'm looking alternate run line. Uh, but you you add in, and and this would obviously be a question probably better suited uh, for somebody who's been there, but when you're getting to the end of the season, you're in a spot like Toronto is right now where, you know, three months ago, we had all said everybody in the AL East at this point is effectively playing for a wild card spot, but that number went from 18 to 10 to 8 to 6. It keeps going down. They're not playing well. When you get opportunities like you have against Pittsburgh here, does it kind of kick you in the backside a little bit and inspire you to play a little bit better baseball knowing, hey, not only can we catch the Yankees, we're a divisional threat now, which even Rob Brown, as intelligent as that guy is, as handsome as he is smart, two weeks ago I was going, there's still no chance they catch the Yankees. And now I'm here like, I may have spoken two weeks too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see this collapse the Yankees have had since June. Right, quite frankly, since the All Star break, I'm glad they got Giancarlo back. But even that jolt in the arm that they got they got for about five games seems to have come to an end. They don't look good against bad teams. That's the thing. It's it's not that they're losing like these drag out like this Mets series that we discussed in the first segment. We talked about this game. It's gone back and forth, and no one's panicking because they dropped one game to the other. 
every Yankees game feels like an extra level of panic just and it, it's palpable I think there's legitimate panic from Yankee fans right now speaking of panic um there I will feel none about these games because I will not watch one of them Rockies versus Reds do you care do Rockies and Reds fans care I, I don't I don't know you know the the Rockies had a pretty good run against Atlanta they've won a couple of interesting series um it's not necessarily worth paying attention to, but for a guy who loves prop. bag props a lot, I got to think you're keeping an eye on the Rockies as a potential bag prop team for the next few days. I'm watching one guy, one name and one name only, and he's really the only Rocky I like to look at. And I'm, quite frankly, I've been paying so little attention to the Rockies as of late. Is CJ Crone healthy at the moment? Because I feel like I haven't seen his name in a month, I've seen his name since the All Star break. That's how irrelevant the Rockies have been as of late. I, uh, you know, I, I told you. I, here's the thing. I went back, and they had what three a three setter against Atlanta. Uh, I believe he went two for nine in that yeah. series. He's I think he went fine. two for yeah two for nine in that series, and it's it's been relatively consistent. But uh, before they played that. They played a four-gamer against the Mets. No hits in the opening, or excuse me, uh, yeah, no hits in the opening frame. Had a three-night day, then a two-night day, then a one-night day, and back-to-back game against the Mets, including against Scherzer and DeGrom. So he's not not hitting the baseball. It's coming in spurts, but he's still putting the bag in play. I got to think C.J. Crone is a guy you want to keep an eye on for a couple of bad props against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati, especially. Um, what about the A's and Orioles? I mean, the Orioles are an exciting team right now. Called up another prospect in Gunnar Henderson, and of course he homers, by the way. Maybe the best flow in baseball right now? My God, on day one? Amazing. A dinger. The hat flies off. Whew. And my man's hair is bouncing around to a chorus of angels as he rounds second. It's it was a great perfect. look. It was a great look. Uh, look. If you'd have told me preseason that the Orioles at this point of the season would not only be up on the Red Sox, but we'd see it would be six games ahead of them, I would have told you, turn off your microphone and never talk about baseball again. But here we are. I don't care if the Orioles don't make a wild card spot. I'm watching as many Baltimore games as I can get my eyes on because they're just fun to watch play right now. And it does seem like the more they get told you don't belong at this table, the more I want them there. Oh, and by the way, the Baltimore Orioles would be in first place in the AL Central just so we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, let's, dude, don't even get me started on the AL Central. Don't worry. We're going to get there, and I know I'm going to go absolutely crazy when we talk about the AL Central and the dumpster fire that is that line. But before we get to that, let's talk more about the Orioles. This is my favorite stat in baseball. Thank you, Super Mario, for sending it. The Orioles, the most profitable team on the run line this season, over 67%, and they're playing the A's. I'm going to be sleeping on the run line every one of these baseball games. In fact, I might be on the run line every night this month on the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. I mean, I, I could give you a lot more words, but I don't need to. You know, we, we've been saying all season, talking about the fact that the Dodgers are are effectively two-thirds successful on the run line, right? If you bet mm -hmm. the Dodgers run line every single game this season, you're up. 
A lot. A lot. And the Orioles are the same way as of right this second. Even more. It's a fun team. It's a young team. And they're hitting the baseball. Outside of Timmy Trumpet, what else could you want at a game, kids? I don't know what to say. Okay, now let's talk about the Central. Because the Guardians. Do we have to? Well, how about this? We'll talk about the only bright spot at the moment in the Central. And that is the Cleveland Guardians. More words we didn't expect to say in April, but here we are. The first place Guardians right now. Well, they're taking on the Mariners, and I am not feeling good about the Mariners, especially in game one, because they're facing Castillo 5-5 five and five with a 2-8-5. Of course, that 5-5 five and five is a little skewed due to the amount of games he had to play over in Cincinnati. Um, he's been phenomenal with the Mariners so far. Obviously, I'm not looking at the run line. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at the money line. I will be looking at the run line in this game for the Mariners, and I might be looking to play the Mariners quite a bit all weekend long. I love this team. I cannot stress enough how much I'm enjoying the Seattle Mariners this season. Uh, and I think it's it's almost for the same reason as the Orioles, right? Like, there's yeah. juice in this team. There's energy. There's excitement in this team. And, oh, by the way, uh, the fact that, oh, by the way, they would be leading the AL Central by five games at this point just so we can keep getting those digs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with guys like Julio, I mean, this team is young, they're from there in a jet, and they're putting runs on the board as of late, which is a gambler is what I'm looking for as well. There's not, you, I will put it this way. At the beginning of the year, Cody Decker kept telling me, I love the Seattle Mariners. I love the Mariners. Keep an eye on the Mariners. They're young, they're hip, they're friends, they're they're, they're fun. And it took me about 110 games before I went, he's got a point. He's kind of got a point. He's kind of right on about this team. I've enjoyed, do I think this team is a threat for the ALCS? No, not yet. I don't think they're, I don't think so. But it also took me 110 games to get to where I I just enjoyed watching this baseball team. There's no promise that I'm not going to be wrong about that either. Well, let's get to another game. Nationals versus Mets. And by the way, Nationals, if they were in the Central, they'd still be in last place. They still absolutely 100% (laughs) be in last place. They have 44 wins this season. They would likely still be in last place. Maybe better than the Tigers, but I doubt it. Um, We got the Nationals versus the Mets. What can you say? Mets, 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 Mets. Mets, 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 Mets. Mets, 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 Mets. Run line, alternate run line. Patrick Corbin Day, quadruple run line. If it exists, find it, jump on it, sleep on it, live on it. You're welcome. Yeah, we... uh... We, we, we talked about uh, this team a lot during the regular season. Uh, most of it was sarcastic one-liners about how bad Washington is. Yes. Um, I am I am 100% with you on that one. I have no issue riding that line with you. Um, this national team is, is uh, what's the word? Bad. Bad. Yeah. And bad. you ready for more bad? Royals Tigers <laughs> playing this weekend. Anything? Anything at all? Anything at all? Anything yeah, at all. A nap is is what I, I'm betting on a nap in that game. I feel like Major League Baseball should do an event and beat the NFL to it. This is my thought process on the first pick. I've always thought that the NFL, the two worst teams in the NFL, should battle it out in the bowl game, but like a bowl game at like a prison. They have to play at a prison and the losing team, uh, the winning team gets the first pick. Um, I think Major League Baseball should adopt this too. The two worst teams in baseball should face each other on like a sandlot field, play it out for the first pick. And uh, that's what it should be. And I, they should make that an event along with game 162, everything with the new schedule add, add on cell block five game for the first pick between the Royals and the Tigers. And let's see how they can disappoint us next draft. Uh, 
you got I, to- by the way, oh, gambling wise, I don't care about this game. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm staying away. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know what to add. I mean, it, listen, even bad teams like, like the, like the Red Sox at 63 wins, bottom of the cellar in the AL East, the, the, the angels. who we've talked about how in, incredibly disappointed we've been in the national league, the Marlins, 55 wins, the Reds, 51, the D-backs, 61. They still, at least from a gambling standpoint, stay on the periphery, right? Like like every now and then something jumps up and you go, oh, I'm not following the Diamondbacks, but, and you, you have a lineup that jumps at you. We have been doing Saturday morning shows for the better part of months. And the Royals and Tigers have been mentioned two times in the entire series of, of Saturday shows that we've been doing. And now they're playing each other. Uh, my boss is a, is a Royals fan. My boss here in Greenville is a Kansas city fan. And okay? no, we, we got to talking <laughs> uh, the other day because he said, how's the Saturday show going? And I just looked at him and I said, boss, are you sure you want to talk about baseball? And without missing a second, he went, I'm a Royals fan. Of course, I don't want to talk about baseball. And I felt that pain in my soul. I get it. I get it. Well, if you're a Yankees fan, you probably don't want to talk about baseball either, especially after yesterday's dumpster fire of a loss. And when I say dumpster fire, I'm only saying that because, oh, did you see the sixth inning? I, I don't know. I don't know if the Yankee fans can take another day of uh, Kiner Falefa, which is a, is a shame. Talented young guy. And he is just getting so he's getting torched by Yankees fans online. Did make a costly error yesterday, that's for sure. That did lead to a three-run home run, which you know led to the game being a three-two ball game. But man, uh, it, it seems as though this team does not want to win with Garrett Cole on the mound, which is shocking to me. Garrett Cole obviously not on the mound uh, on Friday against the Tampa Bay Rays, but this is concerning to me because Herman on the mound, yeah, he's got a three-one-nine ERA, but this team is not hitting the ball well outside of Aaron Judge. This team is not pitching super well outside of Cole, of which they're not scoring enough for him. I might be fo- I might be following the Rays, man. I might be following the Rays all weekend. This might be a weekend where the Rays are eight- probably not going to be able to sweep and gain three games, but I think they're going to be gaining one game this series. There is a Tampa Bay win in here. There may be two Tampa Bay wins. I'm I agree. Cool. I don't I don't see the sweep happening. That being said, I I, I get shaky with the Yankees. We saw it like we mentioned earlier when Giancarlo Stanton came back. All of the sudden, that team got a shot in the arm. They got a little jolt of energy. They came out and they looked really good. The the fear I have with betting the Yankees, as much as I love riding momentum, I love riding streaks, I love taking the temperature, and just playing teams based on what they're doing in the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games, my fear is the Yankees are going to suck me in. I'm going to start betting against them. Then they're going to tee off. And I'm going to go, okay, it was one game. They did that when Stanton come back. I'm going to bet against them again. And they're going to do it again. They're going to get hot at some point, and I just don't want to get caught on the wrong side of that wave as a gambler. Mm-hmm. I also have zero reason to believe that this is the series that that happens. So I, I might, I'm going to bet a couple of Rays games. I don't know that I'm going to throw huge money at this game. I may play a little bit just to keep my eye on the Yankees. I just don't want to get swamped by them, but Tampa should win this series. I agree. I agree. I agree. Marlins Braves, man. I don't care so much about the series, but you better believe Friday. I care about this ball game because Sandy Alcantara on the mound 
And yep, I will be following the Marlins and Sandy. This will be the only game that the Marlins will likely be favored on the money line is what I'm expecting because of Sandy Alcantara on the mound. If it's not, I'm assuming if if you're not giving me favored, that's fine. Give me plus money with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. I'm jumping on that. I'm likely going to be playing the Marlins on the money line on Friday. And after that, I will be fading the Marlins at that point forward, likely looking at the Braves on the run line. Yeah, same thing. Exact same thing. I, uh, Listen, I, as, as Cody mentioned earlier, I'm an Atlanta fan. I don't I don't bet for or against the Braves very often. In fact, there have only been on our entire catalog of Saturday shows, I think two days where I was like, take the Braves today. And it was always like Freed versus their number five in the road. It was Freed Corbin. It right. was like that. It was always something that it was just even the most obje- you know subjective fans would look and go, this is a this is a Braves day. Um Charlie Morton's actually been throwing pretty good ball as of late, mm-hmm. but Sandy Alcantara and what he did to the Dodgers the other day, the Braves offense got really hot for about two weeks. And now it's kind of come back down to earth. And that's been the Braves all year, right? It's up and down. Mm-hmm. It's up and down. It's up and down. They've come a little bit back down and they're going against not, not, not the Cy Young favorite because favorite's not strong enough of a word for what Sandy Alcantara is right now. Not touching the Braves. In fact, if anything, I will likely bet against the Braves on the money line tomorrow. However, Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be hefty bets for the ATL. I couldn't agree more. Um, Twins, White Sox, maybe the two most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, I think they are. Uh, The White Sox currently without their manager, Tony La Russa. I'm not sure what to make of this entire situation. I don't know what to make of the players not being informed of said situation. They did win their ball game uh, on Wednesday evening, and they're uh, getting ready to play right now. <sighs> yep, I don't bet the White Sox. I don't do it. I will not do it. Leave me alone. Sonny Gray on the mound against Martin. Martin's 2-4 and four with a 4-6-2 ERA. I'm going to look to play the Twins on Friday. But after that, I'm leaving the series alone. The White Sox just hurt my soul. Okay, blah, 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 bets. Let me ask you an important question here that oh, I think God. is far more entertaining when it comes to the White Sox. Oh, God. Um, I am not a conspiracy theorist. The world is round. We landed mm-hmm. on the moon. The COVID good. vaccine is good for you, okay? Yes. Now, Phenomenal. here's my question. Are the White Sox running an experiment here, right? Like, let's set Tony at home and just see what the team does, right? Because Philly, Philly canned a manager back in the first half of the season and looked like a brand new baseball team to the point now that they have made a run at potentially sneaking in the back door as a wild card team when we were all mocking Philly relentlessly. Then they fired Gerard, uh, Gerard, they bring in Thompson. All of a sudden, this team looks really good. Is there, because in my head there is, only because it would be the only logical decision the White Sox have made as a team all year long, did they go, Tony, why don't you take a week off? Go home. You clearly need some rest. You've been taking naps in the dugout during games. Why don't you just stay home, sit on the big screen. We'll order you some deep dish pizza. You stay home. What happens if the White Sox go 10, 11, 12, and 2 with Tony LaRussa at home, Cody Decker? You, you, you send a basket that says, get well soon. Uh, and you <laughs> say, just take, but take your time. Take your yeah. time, buddy. Um, yeah, well, I, soon, but like October 18th. Now, listen, I don't know if this is an experiment. I don't know what the hell's going on. This is this is weird. Like, and, it, and of course, the White Sox make this weird. 
the, the thing that every other team was able to rip a Band-Aid off, if that's the situation, it could be exactly what they're saying, and it could be that he's hasn't having this medical emergency, which I don't, I don't discredit. I think probably is true. I don't know the severity. I don't know anything. I know what everybody else knows. Hell, the players on the team don't know. So we really don't know anything. I mean, Andrew Vaughn found out on Twitter. That's how Andrew Vaughn found. The fact that this team is not meeting and discussing a situation like that. And then they, I think they came out and said um, something along the lines of, well, we didn't want to disrupt their pregame rituals and, and concentration. Lucas Giolito found out because he had saw it on the scoreboard. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Talk to your players. Yeah. This is, what is this? It's, it's, it's such a, I, I hate to say this because I reserve this term for only the most dire circumstances. It is a dumpster fire right now. Like it's genuinely bad right now. And here's the thing. We don't want to throw off the pregame. I understand that. You know what you threw off instead? The actual game, the actual game <laughs> is what you threw off. That's that. And you may not know this White Sox front office. That's worse. It is worse when you tell them, scratch that. Not when you tell them. It's worse when they just see it during the regular. That's, a, that's the worst of the two things. Uh, it is a dumpster fire right now, which is, which is why, you know, I, I think we're pattern recognition mammals. We look for things and try to fill in the gaps automatically my brain immediately was like, yo, they just told Tony, why don't you like, why don't, you know, we all get 10 days of vacation. Why don't you go ahead and use your 10, Tony, post up on the couch, watch some TV, <laughs> not baseball, so you, you're, chill, have a beer, and we'll see you, you later. Are you suggesting that the White Sox just phantom DL'd Tony LaRusa the way I got phantom DL'd by the Diamondbacks? I got a phone call from my front office and you said, Cody, your ankle hurts. I, uh, I am going to say, no, I don't believe that. And I no don't believe reason, it either, but it would be funny if it was real. But the uh, only I, reason I don't believe it, I don't believe it is because in a roundabout way, it actually makes sense. And the white Sox do not do things that make sense. Fair point. That That's how you know it can't be true. Yeah. It can't be true. And how about this? This is something I do want to say because obviously um, if there is, if there is uh, any medical scare for Tony Russo, I wish him the greatest of health and I hope gets well soon. Um, you know, we talk, we've talked about Tony LaRusso a lot over this year. Um, and I feel like our criticisms of his managing is very, very um, legitimate of uh, this year, but um, obviously, we hope I hope he has a speedy recovery, and if he's going to be returning to the White Sox, hope he returns soon. Um, Astros, Angels. The Angels have been playing some good baseball, and they've been taking a chunk out of some playoff teams, man. They swept the Blue Jays. They beat the Yan Yankees. The Astros are better than both those teams. Way better. And Lance McCullers is back. One and one, one six nine ERA. Um, but he's facing Shoei. Uh, if there was a game... If there's a game to watch on Friday, this is the game to watch on Friday. I mean, this is we, – we already talked about our love of Shohei. We know what Shohei is. Uh, Lance McCullers back on the mound. Whew, this is this is primetime baseball, baby. So I am, and, and you know, I keep an eye on a bunch of uh, – a bunch of different things. I'm actually showing that uh, Shohei is – and I don't know if this is a scratch or a change or what because I thought that was where we are in the rotations – uh, I've got LA going Reed Detmers tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Really? That's what well, I, that's what you I'm know what we do? We need to bring up 
Super Mario to come in, who is in the back producing this. Hey, hate Nask, get out here. You messed up the rundown and I want some answers. Do we, do we have to? Do we yes, have to? Okay. <laughs> checking right now. Checking right now. Checking right now. Okay, God forbid they change oh, they before change. the show. Oh. God forbid. God oh, forbid. Yeah, Cody, Mario. I, 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 I got to say, uh, of the things that are consistent in baseball, number one is Shohei is good, and number two is I will have to correct Mario once a show at minimum. Every time, baby. Yep. We got him. We got God, him. God forbid someone change a pitching matchup. God forbid. God forbid it happens. And that screws me up because I just marked that down for a clip. I think this could be a great clip. We got Astros versus Angel Star. Oh, no. Oh, no. I agree. It it's a it's great fine. clip. You Leave post it in. this clip all day long, buddy. Leave it in. Poor we Mario. all love some hating ass Mario, don't we? Uh, it's Shohei, always Otani. It's always Otani, too. It's always Otani. Shohei, Every by the way, time. will be throwing when Houston plays LA Saturday against Luis Garcia. Go ahead and move all your Friday bets to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep, I will definitely be playing Shohei on Saturday. A- Astros every other time against Detmers. Yeah, Astros, 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 and throughout the week. Have, Mario, what about you? What about you on Friday? You got Astros? Oh, absolutely, Astros. Never been on the Angels ever again. I've forgotten about them. Jumped off the bandwagon. Now I'm trying to find another. Bandwagon. Wait, 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 wait. You were on the Angels bandwagon? I don't remember this. Yeah, for a hot sec when they were second in their division, like back uh, in like yeah. June, I was gonna hop on it, and then I'm hopping off now. Now I'm a free agent in the bandwagon. For, for the for the for the record, I will for the sake of I gotta bust Mario up in the air. I also started this year believing in the LA Angels. I was like I, every Saturday. Yeah, I was I got, doing I, this all too. Right. I love selling hate ass Mario up the river as much as the next guy, but all three of us three yeah, weeks into the season yeah, were like, yeah. yo, the angels figured it out. Let's all yeah. hug Mario. Mario, you're not alone in this. They really Group sucked therapy. us all in. They really yeah. did. Remember, remember when they had that month where they won like 21 in a row and we were talking, oh my God, the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, and Angels, best records in baseball. It's never happened. And yeah, there's a reason it's never happened because the next yeah. week happened and we saw what the Angels actually were. Oh, God. Well, we got the Brewers and Diamondbacks. Brewers got a shot, dude. They got a chance. The Padres have been floundering a little bit. And let's look at this. The Padres got to face the Dodgers this weekend, man. This is a real shot for the Brewers, who are only two games, I believe, behind the Diamond, the, the Padres right now for that final wild card spot. That final wild card spot really might come down to three teams here in the Brewers. The Phillies, unless the Phillies run away a little bit, unless the Padres can get themselves back. They have the pitching staff. They have the offense, even without Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, I mean, they they, they added the offense, right? Like, we, we were waiting for it. In fact, I go back to about two weeks before trade deadline, uh, and, and obviously Juan Soto was the big discussion piece, right? Because he was done there. And there was a lot of talk about, is somebody going to move him? They're going to have to pick up a contract, et cetera. And I said, not only do I think that Juan Soto is going to get traded, but I actually listed as San Diego as a possible landing spot because I, not, not because I knew Fernando, Fernando Titis wasn't coming back because at the time we all thought he was, but we had gotten to the point that it felt like there was something weird, right? Because like three weeks into the season, it kind of started to sound like, yo, Fernando's on the way back. Like he's rehabbing, he's on the way back. 
And then it was four, and then five, and then six, and then seven, and then eight weeks into the season, not only was Fernando not back, but at that point, we'd have really gone quiet as to when he might be back. Is it in time for the playoffs? Is it in time to even try to make the playoffs? So I thought Juan Soto to San Diego was a possibility. Will they get him? Which is not replacing the offense of Fernando, but it's a pretty good chunk. They're obviously not catching the Dodgers, but they are less than three games back from the Cardinals at this point. They are right there with that Phillies team that we were given a lot of credit to. And we talked about it last week on our on our show. We talked about it on the pod earlier this week. When Fernando went away and, and they kept waiting to throw their biggest punch before they got told that their biggest punch wasn't going to get thrown anymore, it can reset the psyche. But at some point, they got to look at the numbers and go, damn, we're actually pretty good without that guy. And if that mentality takes over, I got no reason San Diego can't make a run at a wild card spot. None at all. Yeah. Hey, They've got hey. everything they need to do it. Well, this team was at the top of that wild card spot pretty much for the entire season up until about a month ago. I mean, this team has just hit a wall, and I'm hopeful that they can get it, keep it coming together because this team is good. They are exciting to watch. They do uh, face uh, May on Friday, which is going to be a pretty good matchup between Darvish and May. What do you think of this ball game? Uh, we did touch really quickly on the Brewers and Diamondbacks real quick before I can get to the Padres and Dodgers. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, but the Brewers and Diamondbacks, you got Lauer versus Davies. I know you've been a big fan of Lauer this year, and I'm a big fan of fading Zach Davies. Not all the time. He's actually having a decent year, but the D-backs obviously have a little bit of a disappointing season. There's been bright spots for them as well. This is a team that could go ahead and compete going forward, but they, they definitely have some ground to pick up, especially on the pitching side. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to be following the Brewers this weekend. It's going to be a good series, though, between the Brewers and D-backs. I agree. I actually like the series. I think the series has got the potential to be very entertaining. I don't know that there's necessarily anything that I love uh, in this game. I do like Lauer. I there is one. Um, I like Josh. Ro I like Rojas. Uh, Josh Rojas for the uh, is it Josh Rojas? Please, please forgive me. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the first name. But Rojas over there for the Diamondbacks has been phenomenal, especially as of late. He is just he. This guy is electric. Uh, it is Josh Rojas. Thank you. And uh, and and you know, again, I, I will say, I think this is probably this is probably a series that much like the last one we talked about. There's a little spare coin getting thrown here or there just because I like guys. I like Lauer. Uh, Davis has not been bad, but he's not anybody that, that inspires me. So I might throw a little bit. Uh, I might throw a little bit at the Bruce tonight. You might flip me around for Rojas on the other side of it. But uh, of the of the series this weekend that I'm going to be playing the most, this ain't it. No, no. I'm assuming it's going to be this. I'm assuming it's going to be Padres Dodgers because this is just going to – there is just prop bets galore here, especially obviously on the Dodgers side. Um, both teams got some of the best staffs in the National League. Um, the Dodgers – what can you say? Really, the Dodgers have an incredible starting rotation on the IL right now, uh, let alone what they actually are throwing out there. And everyone that goes there become Heaney. Heaney from the Angels was like their fifth best starter with the Angels. Heaney on the Dodgers? Heaney's a star on the Dodgers. Gallo was the worst thing that ever happened in the Bronx, apparently. He's a star on the Dodgers. The Dodgers are somehow the highest funded island of misfit toys ever. Can I give you my theory on that? Please do, please. Here's my theory on, on how this worked out, right? Um, 
everybody has, everybody is different and everybody has got a work environment that they thrive the most in, right? Like I worked at a radio station a couple of years ago and my programming director uh, was was over your shoulder constantly with the micromanager. Do this, do you do this, I need you to this, I need you to this. To the point that you're like, I- I'm so distracted dealing with you and keeping you happy, I can't actually work. The PD I have here at Greenville basically says, here's the three things I need you to do. Bye. And, and then you just you just go work. He just trusts you to go get done what needs to get done. Uh, the Yankees take themselves incredibly seriously. The fans are way over the top all the time. The Dodgers, exactly the opposite. They're loose. They're having fun. I mean, it's very New York versus L.A., they're loose. They're having fun. They don't have the stupid facial hair rules. They don't have uniform. Just come here, have fun. Let's play baseball. And the guys that have left New York and gone to the Dodgers and now all of a sudden are showing up. I got to wonder if it's just not, hey, man, we don't have sticks up the rear end all the time like so many Yankees fans and players do. And I'm not saying there are some guys who thrive. Aaron Judge doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to go to a fun ball club and be like, yeah, buddy, I'm 99. He strikes me as a Giancarlo Stanton certainly strikes me as a let's put on the suit and tie. Let's groom our facial hair. Let's let's put on our expenses watches. Let's go to work. Whereas guys like Gallo and Freeman and the rest of these cats go to L.A. where they're like, bro, let's just play some baseball, dude. And it just fits their environment better. And it works. It is also the reason that I suspect a large chunk of America, should the Dodgers and Yankees get together, would be hashtag Team Los Angeles. I would be. I I would be. I, I and I, here's the thing: that arguably the two most hated teams in the country. <laughs> arguably, I, I mean certainly arguably. Uh, the thing is, and loved and loved. I should and say. loved. So and loved. so here would be my and and to kind of pull onto that. I think a lot of people hate New York fans because they are so uptight and abrasive, right? Like it's, it's, it's and there's a problem with that, that they take pride in that, right? Like the city of New York takes pride in, Hey, I'm walking in like that kind of abrasive attitude. Whereas we all have our stereotypes about Los Angeles, dude, you know, like I'm born and raised, trust me. People hate New York because of their attitude, their, their arrogance, who they are as a people, people hate the Dodgers because they kick your ass all the time. That's it. They don't really dislike <laughs> the Dodgers. They just like getting it handed to them every time the blue rolls into town. I mean, it's it really is crazy. Think about this. As much as we talk about the Dodgers being having the high payroll and the juggernaut team they are, really think about them. How many discarded Island of Misfit Toys players they have? Truly. As much as we talk about Justin Turner and the star he became for the Dodgers, he was a discarded player from the Mets. Max Muncy was a discarded player from the A's. Joey Gallo was the pariah of the Bronx. They're all stars in Los Angeles, and they are just coming to your town and destroying you. It's like <laughs> it's just like the revenge of the island of misfit toys. You know, there is. I've been in radio a long time, and uh, and I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. In case any of the BetQL hiring decision-making people are listening, wink, 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 wink. Uh, I won the 2022 South Carolina Broadcasters Association Sports Talk Radio Show Host of the Year across the state, right? <laughs> Name can dropper. I the, can I, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hashtag humblebrag. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. The last seven months of my broadcasting career, 
have been the most fun seven months of my broadcasting career. Why? Because I got the trophy. Because it's me in this state. The South Carolina Broadcasters Association said that I'm the best in the game in South Carolina. You can't come at me because all I got to do is point behind me. at the. It's not actually in here. Actually, wait, hang on, hang on, time out, hang on. It should uh, be. Why would you have it? Yes. Look at that. So if you talk junk about me, I just grab this bad boy and go, no, 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 I'm sorry. What? What did, what did you say? You said something. What? 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 It is amazing how much more fun it is when you're killing everybody, right? And mm -hmm. all these former players from other teams where they had a ton of pressure on them, like New York City, for instance, it's not there. It's not there in LA. LA's been good for a very long time. It's not there for them. They can just go loosey-goosey and go do what they do. <laughs> if there is a better way to end the show, it doesn't exist, which is why we're not going to end it there. I got to ask you about the Phillies and the Giants because that was a great, <laughs> great, great buttoner. And I'm going to ruin it right now by bringing up this last series because we got to talk about the Phillies and the Giants because the Phillies are holding one of those wild card spots. Gibson versus Cobb. This is actually a pretty good matchup. Kyle I, Gibson does have a 408 ERA, but I do think that's a little inflated from the earlier parts of the season. Nine and five. Um, I'm looking forward to this ball game and series. Uh, specifically, I, is Rodon pitching this weekend? That's my only question. Because if he is, I'm looking to play a Rodon K prop, and I do wish he was on another team. Well, I, I would I would start with this uh, by telling you, don't ask Mario. Uh, because he will screw that up for you. That is true. That is true. Do not ask. Uh, Carlos Rodon is throwing Sunday. Mm. That game is going to be at 4 or 5 Sunday afternoon. I will take Rodon in that one. K-prop, K-prop, hey, K-prop. I, I might I might look to take an alternate K-prop. The Phillies love to swing and miss. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not going to hit them. It right. just means they're gonna we're gonna have a lot of swing and miss too. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I would look K-prop. I would look outright win in that game. Um I will tell you, there. it seems like once a weekend, there's a series that I go, I, I don't know that I'm going to bet this game, but Cody Decker is a baseball fan. You better believe Apple TV is getting tuned in Friday, and I'm streaming those games Saturday and Sunday because, this, look, this is a series that in three weeks, four weeks, when we're wrapping up the regular season, this is a series that we might point back at because one of these two teams is in that wild card spot and go, that's why right there. That series mm -hmm. did it for them. Man, nothing but excitement in what, I, what Rob Brown has already told you is the most exciting part of the Major League Baseball season, guys. Dog days of August are over. We are in September. We are in the playoff hunts. We are in the final stretch of Major League Baseball to go into October. Baby, I cannot wait, and I cannot wait to talk more about it with hopefully my man Rob Brown and, of course, Ryan Horvat. Hope you are getting healthy and well. Look forward to having you back here on the pod, of course. And I uh, love you all for joining us here on BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, make sure you follow The Rob Brown Show on Twitter. In case you don't know, he's holding his trophy, the best broadcaster in South Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Brown. I could talk baseball with you all day. If we don't end this show now, this is going to be a five-hour podcast. And? Good point. Oh, that's, oh, that's now on to hour, oh, on the hour two. Got it, got it, got it, got it. No, it's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, Ryan. I do hope you get well soon, buddy. Uh, that being said, anytime you guys need me, I am at your beck and call. There's nothing uh, nothing I've enjoyed doing more than, than hanging out with you. And even you hate Mass Mario. I really do.
what a day what a show like share and subscribe follow rob brown on twitter the rob brown show and you can follow me on twitter at decker six and anti-hero baseball on instagram and uh, just stay abreast of everything that's going on here for ben mgm mlb podcast powered by beck ql guys that's it for us beat it bye milton